Hello listeners, and welcome to The Detail's new podcast, Michael Jackson Unspun. Michael Jackson was admitted the biggest selling album of all time. Michael Jackson has become the first artist in the history of music to generate six number one singles off one album. Michael Jackson! Michael Jackson! But I must confess it feels good to be thought of as a person, not as a personality. So, welcome to The Detail's first ever podcast episode. My name's Matt, I'm going to be your host for this series, and if you don't recognise my voice from some of our earliest videos on The Detail, I am the video creator for the channel. So part of that means that I burrow myself away and I do a ton of research, then I write up scripts, I source footage, then edit all the films together, and I push out two new videos every single week. And that's been my passion for the channel for the last year or so. And in that time, we've been able to attract an amazing audience that has a real intention of going behind the headlines, uh, the speculation, the controversy, and really understanding the man, the music, and the magic behind Michael Jackson. So why podcast and why now? Well, in doing videos for the detail, there's so much research that's involved, and I always come across interesting facts and stories about Michael Jackson that don't always make the cut, which I would love the opportunity to share with you guys by another means. Also, our videos are very specific in a particular topic, whether it's about a song, a rumor, or a relationship, and I feel that there's so much potential for discussion around these issues in a more nuanced way as they often overlap each other. And lastly, to connect more with you guys and open up discussion for our audience. We always have really lively debates taking place in our comment section, and I feel a podcast gives us a chance to interact with the details audience more and hear your opinions. With every episode, we're going to be holding Q&As, which you can vote on, and getting your feedback on the topics we've been discussing, as well as the videos we've been producing lately. So, this podcast's first run will last 10 episodes, and will be posted on Wednesdays every two weeks, on the Details YouTube channel, as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I know what you guys are thinking, like, Matt, why are you putting a podcast on YouTube? Um, and the reason is, is because our audience is on YouTube. And to be honest, personally, I watch or listen to a lot of podcasts on YouTube anyway. I'm a, I'm a bit weird like that. Uh, I wanted to obviously open it up to Apple and onto Spotify as well. And also on YouTube, we're giving you added benefits visually by putting in clips and visuals that represent what we're talking at that moment. So it's not just going to be you looking at a blank screen or this lovely artwork that we have here there is going to be footage and images that are going to relate to what we're talking about but at the same time if you're just listening to us on your headphones it doesn't impede on your experience of the podcast but I'm not alone here I have a very special guest who's going to be collaborating with me on every episode who is also a Michael Jackson fan and a budding YouTuber you might know her for her reaction videos and also her Michael Jackson travel advice <laughs> it's MJ Fangirl hey are you there? Hey, lovely to see you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, thank you for taking part in this. Um, I've been a fan of your channel for a while and I can see definitely you're a fantastic talker. So I'm really excited to hear your opinion about the different topics that we're going to be discussing during this series. Yeah, I'm excited. 
So I just want to discuss firstly how we met. I mean, it was just so long ago. <laughs> We've just like I, I can't even remember. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a long story. Long story. <laughs> Um, so I think it was a week ago, um, I saw you were doing a live, uh, like a YouTube live, and I went onto it and I decided to just write something in the comments to see if you knew who I was, because I think YouTube is really interesting in the sense that you see all these numbers and you're like, oh wow, like, you know, 50,000 people saw that, or 100,000 people, or a million people saw that, but you, you still don't equate it to actual people. Um, so when I went onto your channel and I just wrote like a little message to you, you were like, hey. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny because I was just mentioning, I was like, the detail, I think I was talking about your LA gear video that you've yeah. done about Michael's um, uh, endorsement or not his deal with them yeah and i was just mentioning that in the live and telling people to go watch it and then everyone's like the details in here the detail <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh hey yeah and you know i was like oh my god she really you know she knows who i am and everyone on the live were really lovely as well and it it kind of motivated me to get in contact with you and and discuss the podcast uh because i've been thinking about doing this podcast for a while and i mean i i could do it by myself but i think that's also quite a lot for me to talk for extended period of time and also quite a lot for everyone else to just hear me nattering on for ages um but yeah, pretty much my motivation with this is to kind of have it as a bit of a like book club. So, you know, in a book club where you'd read a chapter and then you'd have a meeting and discuss it with other people who've read it as well and talk about the characters and the plot progression and all your thoughts around it. And I kind of see that as being like YouTube, like you watch a video and then we have a long form discussion about the video because with my videos, they're very much a kind of snapshot of Michael Jackson's life. And I think there's, again, like I said, a lot of nuance around um, the different developments in his career and, and in his private life. Yeah, I'm excited because I think um, a lot of times with the conversation about Michael Jackson, the background and like the context of the time is missing. Mm. So it's awesome to actually have a chance to, to be on here with you and talk about some of the things as they really happened according to true you know, news reports and opinions of people when things were actually happening instead of like the retrospective looking way back. Yeah, and I think that's so true because as part of the detail, I do a lot of research and I look back at archived newspaper, magazine clippings, and it's really cool to like look at how he's progressed in the public eye over the years because he started as a child and then he progressed as an artist throughout you know decades and to see the public perception around him the same kind of narratives being brought up again and again and when he died there was obviously this huge celebration for him as an artist and you know you couldn't say anything wrong about him and it's interesting that even as he's no longer with us that there's still this kind of speculation this controversy that comes around as his persona even in death evolves and changes with the times yeah no i totally agree and you know what i've come to realize i feel like the media is missing the missing michael jackson maybe just as much as the fan base is because they continue to talk about him almost as if he's still alive mm. and i don't really hear these types of news reports and these types of um, discussions happening about any other legacy artists it's really fascinating um i think maybe people are just missing you know 
the hype and maybe a little bit of the controversy too that was michael jackson no i mean i 100 percent agree uh michael jackson was the most precious of tabloid currency if you were a journalist and you had a story about michael jackson you could sell it to a newspaper in italy you could sell it to australia south africa japan everyone was interested and you could sell it anywhere he was a real kind of gold mine for tabloid journalism so it makes sense that they would miss that now and the ongoing speculation to continue because it financially benefits them. And I can't really think of a celebrity that has a similar relationship to the tabloid media. I mean, you know, when we think about artists that, you know, unfortunately pass away, like Prince or David Bowie or George Michael, we kind of close a chapter on that artist and we kind of look back at them with some nostalgia and sentimentality. And the only celebrity that I can think that we still have this ongoing um, press relationship with is probably someone like Princess Diana and, and to a smaller extent, probably Whitney Houston with all these documentaries and films, even years after her death, are still being produced. Yes, you're so right about that. Um, and especially with with them that you mentioned, Whitney Houston, um, there's been so many documentaries about her in the last few years. Like, it's really interesting because I keep discovering more, more information about her that I never knew. And just really interesting to hear about um, people that were there that knew her and like how the contrast between like her image and like what was really going on. It's just really interesting. Similar to Michael Jackson. No, I can definitely see parallels there. Um, okay, so I'm going to move forward and we're going to run through exactly what the format of this podcast and future podcasts are going to be. Okay. Um, so first off, we're going to do a Q&A session. So this is going to be questions that people can comment below on YouTube. Um, if they have any questions for us, if they want to know anything about us or if they want to know our opinions about anything particular uh, related to Michael Jackson, they can always comment below on YouTube and we'll answer the questions that get the most likes from them. So even if you don't want to ask a question, uh, check out below just to see if there's any questions that you want answered. If you're not on YouTube, then I suggest going to the detail on YouTube and checking that out if you do have a question. Uh, but we're not doing that today because obviously this is the first one and we don't have any questions. <laughs> so the main bulk of the video is going to be our main question, which is probably going to be what the title of the video is. So today it's all going to be about um, being Michael Jackson YouTubers and how it is for both of us, our kind of backstory, how we got started, what our kind of mission with our channels are and what hopes we have for the future. Okay. So after the main question, we have our kind of Ask Wendy type segment, which is called What Would Michael Say? So we take a dilemma that someone's going through and we answer it kind of speculating what Michael Jackson's advice would be, but also thinking about if he was in that scenario, how would he react? And I think sometimes the two might be different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then lastly, we have our Desert Island Disc quick fire question round. Um, so recently, this is kind of inspired by something which I was asked, which was, if I could only take one song with me, what would it be? And obviously it would be Michael Jackson, but I literally couldn't think what it would be. So the quick fire round is really just us going through this song or this song, this song or this song, and then we're going to narrow it down. We're going to do semi-finals, finals, and we're going to 
go for it. It's going to be really hard by the end. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Sophie's Choice type <laughs> dilemmas with this um, to really pin down exactly what our one song that we would, you know, live and die for on a desert island would be. So that would be really fun for everyone who wants to kind of take part in that as well. Yes, so that's the format in which we're working by for this podcast and, and future podcasts. Yes, I'm very excited. Great, let's get started. So as you know, the topic of today is about YouTube. It's about being a Michael Jackson YouTuber. So we're in the very unique position of both being on YouTube and both having channels that specialize in Michael Jackson. And I also feel like we probably have very different stories from each other. So I would be really interested to understand MJ Fangirl. Uh, What's your backstory and how you started on, on this platform? Yeah, well, okay, so here's the backstory. I actually started my YouTube channel. Well, okay, so the MJ Fangirl, I guess, concept or brand was started in 2011. I actually started blogging because, uh, you know, Michael Jackson had passed away and I realized that I might start to forget some of these amazing uh, experiences that I've had in the fan community so I was like all right I gotta write this stuff some of this stuff down and just because I knew that at some point I would be a Michael Jackson fan of him longer while he was gone than when he was alive mm. so it was kind of like my own personal documentation and I had a lot of fun reading a lot of the books that came out like in those first few years after his passing and kind of doing some research and writing articles. Like I wrote an article about the relationship between him and his brother Jermaine. And um, I wrote about the Jackson 5 cartoon. Um, So I was getting, you know, a little bit of a following and and I was like, okay, this is cool. People are actually reading. I get like two or three comments. But then I was like, I think I can share at a, at a more personal level and reach more people if I start on YouTube. And so that's kind of how I began it. Mm. I, um, my first video I posted in October 2017. Oh yeah, no, wow. That's really seems like a kind of route that a lot of people take where I feel like 2011 was very much like write a blog, get a WordPress website and then progress into like Instagram and, and then into video with YouTube. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think there's, definitely something to be said about there's writing which is which is really fun and there it's cool but when you go into video it becomes more of like a real life discussion in a way i feel like people are a lot more receptive to video and actually hearing a voice or seeing someone or whatever it is so that was really cool well well, it really like plays into your own like personality as well. Like people are watching you, you know, which my videos aren't really like that. Like it's kind of, cause it's not necessarily, I mean, at the beginning it was my voice and I got a bit of, you know, a few comments. Some people said I sound like Simon Cow, So I decided to stop that. So, <laughs> so it's really like, it's, 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 it's more, it's more in the context of, um, of, you know, I, kind of like a blog in the sense that I write all these articles, get someone to read them out. And then I like, you know, build a kind of video essay out of it. I really love how your videos are though, because I feel like you take topics that all the Michael Jackson, people that are interested in Michael Jackson, not just the fan community, but anybody that's interested in a specific topic can Mm. look at your videos and really digest the information in a more, I don't know, I feel like in a more serious way because of the way that you present all the facts. Yeah, no, I kind of like that separation as well, you know. But yeah, no, I mean, you've been doing it way longer than me. I've only started the detail uh, just over a year now. 
and I called it the detail and I always get these comments saying this should be the MJ detail or this should be the detail of Moonwalker or something you know some kind of Michael Jackson connotation um, but originally when I started the detail it wasn't meant to be a Michael Jackson channel um, so my initial premise was that it was going to be around nostalgia gossip so like taking inspiration by other entertainment news outlets and doing gossip or kind of rumors around nostalgia celebrities so I'm a big like nostalgia legacy fan I love Prince Madonna Michael Jackson George Michael I I, I love them all so I really wanted it to encompass all of that um, so I started off my first video and that was um, how much plastic surgery has Michael Jackson actually had and I was gonna do a series of Michael Jackson videos because I'm sure you can contest this that once you start doing one Michael Jackson video you think of another and another and another and it's just like endless <laughs> um, so I started doing a series of videos like that and that initial video really took off it really did well and I was building myself a small but mighty audience there that really wanted Michael Jackson content um, so as soon as I started putting up videos about Prince or Whitney Houston, uh, I, I used to just get comments all the time saying, um, can we just have Michael Jackson? Uh, more MJ, please. <laughs> so I kind oh, of no. thought, hey, I'm going to listen to the audience. I'm going to give them what they want. And if they're asking for Michael Jackson, then I'm going to do Michael Jackson. So I kind of changed the premise of the channel and we're just an exclusively Michael Jackson channel. And the way that I describe it is like, I am an analyst, I'm an academic, I'm an archeologist, and my subject is Michael Jackson. And it's a really kind of like analytical, really journalistic, really impartial way of looking at Michael Jackson in all facets of who he was and, and what he represents in society throughout the years. I, I remember your Madonna videos because I remember seeing your I, I remember seeing your channel a long time ago and yeah. you would make videos about Madonna and like about other celebrities like you're saying. So I was like, okay, I actually thought it was like a news network that was doing your channel. Yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I wanted to diversify a bit, but then I just kind of like, I mean, I just really quickly grew this huge Michael Jackson fan base and I was like, I'm just going to listen, you know, there's plenty to talk about. I, and I'm fascinated by it. Like, I really love doing them. So, like, why don't I just continue doing um, Michael Jackson content? And I've recently, like, rebranded well, just because I wanted something that was more like, I don't know. I had, like, um, I had, like, pink and orange, like, oh, colors yeah. to the channel as well. And now it's all, like, dark blue and black. So it's, it's more serious. It's more mysterious. I kind of like that kind of celestial kind of, you know, magical vibe to it as well. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna keep with this. For I a like while. it a lot. I think it really fits, and I like the silhouette of Michael. He's like kind of got his arms crossed, right? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because uh, yeah, loads of people ask me like, "Where's that image from?" I haven't seen it, and it's like, "Oh, it was." I think they were uh, they were promoting the Oprah interview. It was oh. on like Newsweek okay. or something. Yeah, I had to had to like edit it out and everything. So cool. So, I mean, in terms of like a channel premise, do you have a particular like target audience that you're trying to appeal to? Or is it just trying to put up content that you love to produce? Well, so like my direction with MJ Fangirl is to create discussion and therefore create a sense of community within the Michael Jackson fan community specifically. Because one of the things that, you know, before when Michael Jackson passed away, I was like, oh no, 
now I'm not gonna have like any fan friends anymore and all oh. this Michael Jackson stuff is gonna be like, you know, over. And I and so I think it's really fun to like keep the conversation going and I do that by discussing um uh Michael Jackson related travel tips and tricks. Yeah. I've um, I I love those videos. I can't believe like I don't know, I saw your one about the um where was it based? The uh they don't really care about us video. Oh, that was in Bahia, Brazil. Yeah, that looked incredible. <laughs> like I was it like, was, wow, I need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun and that's actually the video that like kind of made my channel take off, I guess in a way. Oh wow. Like you know, that's where I started to really see people being like, oh my gosh, MJ Fangirl, go other places. So I do that, but of course traveling like every week is not too pra you know, practical <laughs> no. for me. <laughs> so I also do like memorabilia reviews, talk about uh, fan events, and I do reaction videos, which I have no idea why, but people love to see yeah. fans or anyone just in general on YouTube. People love to see other people watching videos and reacting, so. Yeah. It's it's weird about that because I I watch you know I watch ones with a psychologist or a vocal expert like assesses <laughs> this performance or whatever. I don't know why I like it. I guess you kind of you you want to see the content, but also you want to kind of watch it with someone who's like knowledgeable about the content which you're watching in some way. Right, right. It's so funny because with reactions, I've had like people be like, "You talk way too much," and then people be like, "You're not saying enough." So it's hard to find a balance. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to like be in there pausing it because I'm not. I don't really have any expert opinion i'm just kind of like oh my gosh that was cool did you guys see that Hell you know yeah. as a <laughs> so anyway but yeah. yeah that's pretty much what i do on on my channel mj fangirl tv so what are the things that you love most about youtube rather than instagram or your blog and things like that well, I think I love YouTube because although the comment section at times can be vicious, it's oh also a great... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about my one. <laughs> I'm sure you know about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I love the comment section because I love the discussions going on and yeah. I love how people are talking amongst each other. And another thing that I like about YouTube is just like I feel uh, a connection to other people like even people that I've never met before, but you know, people mm. that always comment on the videos or they're always in the live chat when I do premieres. Um, so yeah, I just love that. And that's what I've kind of always loved about being an MJ fan is like that sense of like community among other fans. So yeah. that would be my highlight. Yeah, and I feel like I'm probably quite different with you in the respect that I don't have many friends or family who are big fans of Michael Jackson or that like knowledgeable about him and his life and career. So when I do my videos and I do all the research behind it, I'm like really fascinated. I'm in the zone. And then after a long day of doing that, I don't really have anyone that I can discuss those topics with. Um, but like when you put that information up on YouTube, people are like super into it and you learn stuff and they learn stuff as well. And like, right. you can have, you know, a bit of a debate and a intelligent discussion with people are knowledgeable in the subject. I totally agree. So I would love to know what your favorite thing about YouTube is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think probably the favorite thing that I love about YouTube is that I can create the content that I would want to see as someone who's really fascinated and a real fan of Michael Jackson. 
Um, there's plenty of content out there and you know if you go onto Amazon Prime or you look on YouTube there's like endless amounts of documentaries about Michael Jackson but there's so many that are so poorly produced so they'll be talking about Michael Jackson from one era and then they'll show a picture of him from another and then they'll have <laughs> someone commentating on his life or his career who really has no idea what they're talking about so true and I really wanted to create really quality content that I would be interested as someone who's a bit more knowledgeable a bit more of an expert level on Michael Jackson than your basic kind of tabloid journalism right right so do you have a lot of friends and family that watch your channel as well I do um, I have a lot of fan friends uh, where I'm at um, in New York that's kind of where my that's my home base <laughs> and I have a lot of friends that are um, not only here but even um, in other states or whatever that watch my channel and that support uh they don't sometimes they don't watch as much as i'd like them to but oh, yeah. i get it <laughs> <laughs> um and then my family does not really watch my videos sometimes i've uh gone over to my parents house and shown them and i'm like oh look you know like so and so amount of people saw this video what do you think and they're like wow that's cool but they've been hearing me talk about michael jackson since i was like little so they are not phased by any of it <laughs> yeah i mean i always get this thing of like our friends at a party like oh my god i saw your channel it's so cool and i'm like which video and they're like um i can't remember which one was it uh it was something to do with um i think it was the billy jean one i don't know and i'm like oh what did you like about it and they just haven't watched it like they just looked at it <laughs> you know it's funny. So what would you say is the hardest thing about being a YouTuber? And specifically a Michael Jackson YouTuber, because obviously he's quite a controversial figure. There's some that love him, some that hate him. And obviously his fan base is, well, it, it can be quite fanatical. So what's what's your experience with that? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the, the hardest thing would be uh, finding a balance between addressing topics that like I'm really passionate about and I want to talk about and trying to address or cover some topics that like my my subscribers want to see mm. or like for example like when there are controversial topics like current news for example that come up in the Michael Jackson world uh, I sometimes feel like the pressure to address it yeah even though it might not be the same because my channel I try to stay well honestly it's more on the positive side because you know I am a fan mm. and I try to stay as neutral as possible but it's more like neutral positive <laughs> yeah. so i try to tend to be like okay i'm gonna stay away from talking about anything negative or anything too controversial and sometimes i feel like oh my gosh am i doing like my fan duty by not talking about this <laughs> like we have to fight but in the same breath i'm also like okay part of fighting and continuing someone's legacy that you care about is also um putting out it's putting out facts, but also celebrating them. Mm. So I try, I tend to take that that route. And so that's been the most challenging thing is like not trying to do what everybody else wants me to do, but trying to stay the course. Yeah, I mean, I always get requests for videos of like, please shed light on this issue and tell them, you know, the real truth behind this or whatever. And I really stay away of it. Like, 
because I feel like generally what my audience, or I think the audience in general, they're sick of all the kind of like speculation and all the controversy. They're really just looking for a place where they can celebrate him. Yeah. Also, another problem with YouTube as well is that if you talk about any of the like allegations and stuff, you get demonetized straight away. So like, it doesn't motivate you as a content creator <laughs> to create this content which actually costs money to create and yeah. lots of time if you're just going to be demonetized for it. It's so true. There was a point in time where my content is even, because I just put Michael Jackson in the title of pretty much everything and right away it was like, this this uh, content needs to be reviewed by a YouTube monitor oh, or whatever. Don't. So. But I would fight back against them because I never really talk about anything like that. So, mm. but yeah, no, well, stay far away from that too. <laughs> yeah, I've had like, um, so I had a video which was, um, I had to constantly try and think of the title for it. It was when it wasn't just Michael Jackson. It was, I, I did a video about Prince, which is still up called, uh, was Prince in the Closet? And I had to call it that because I couldn't say gay, I couldn't say bisexual, I couldn't say sexuality, I couldn't say orientation, couldn't say any of that because you couldn't use anything that, you know, kind of suggested sexual contact in your in your video. Um, and I think that's demonetized. I think it's like demonetized now. But I've got oh. loads of videos on my channel which are demonetized. Like the one about Michael Jackson's early life. Um, you know, around like uh, performing in strip clubs and like oh, yeah. his brothers, like, you know, on tour and stuff like that. That's demonetized, but I think it's like a good video. I think it's really good. I actually watched it the other day because I was just, let me check and see what's going on in the details. So I, I clicked that one and I thought it was really good, really well researched. And the thing about your videos is that you're providing like actual quotes. Mm. and like documentation for stuff it's not just like you know you're coming up with these things out of the blue so i thought it was cool yeah well yeah and i get a lot of that like where's the receipts where's this from oh you know? oh yeah okay yeah i get i get and and i'm like uh this is from an account of someone that actually knew him and it's like well that didn't happen i'm like or oh, how do you know <laughs> like did you meet you know yeah but I feel like you always say, like, according to author, blah, 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 exactly, blah, or yeah. according to Jackie Jackson. Yeah, or some so, say, yeah. Yeah, so is there anything else that you would love to do with the channel that you're not currently doing? Like, how do you see uh, MJ Fangirl TV progressing in the future? Well, one of my goals, uh, long-term goals, is to provide a place where both all older fans, like longtime fans and new fans can come together in discussion and celebration of his legacy. So I don't really know exactly what form that might take, but mm. in the future, I'd love to do something where I could really bring more people together, whether that's like, I, this is on a grand scale, but maybe like holding events or oh, wow. something like that. Like that's always been part of my personal like career goals. And then also like my, my dreams of just bringing everyone together that loves Michael Jackson. So I, I saw you went to an event. Was it in the summer? It was like a Michael Jackson festival or something. Oh, the um, Brooklyn loves MJ party with Spike by Spike Lee. Oh my god, that looked amazing. I would love to go to that. It's so much fun. I hope that they do um, it again. Well, I don't know. With everything that's going on, I don't know if we'll get to see it this summer, but maybe oh, yeah. next year for but sure. But when was that? Was that was that in was that last year? Yes, Spike Lee has done it every year. Oh, no, sorry, last year he didn't do it. Uh, but the year before, 
and the uh. year before that. So uh, he does it every year in the park around Michael Jackson's birthday. And DJ Spinna, who um, does all those parties, does that. And he also, um, he features like some people that, I don't know if it's people that have worked with Michael, but like some other celebrities, like he had Rosie Perez there. Oh, nice. Dog. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Nice. It's like a block party. And they play yeah. Michael for like eight hours straight. So for yeah, anyone dream. that needs a Michael Jackson fix, come to that. Yeah, no, I would love that. They never play Michael Jackson in like a club environment anyway. And if they ever do like in a kind of bar situation, my mates are just like, oh, Matt, you go, you know? And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> In my heart, I'm just like, I just want to like bust out to this tune. This is so good, you know? Uh, but you know all the yeah, attention's definitely. on you. Oh, well, that sounds brilliant. That sounds really exciting. How about you? Yeah, I guess for the detail, what we're trying to move into is just creating, like, really high-quality content, content that's really well-researched. Also, I'm doing a whole bunch of trying to source the best clips, you know, the most high-quality clips. I would love to get into um, remastering some of his uh, footage because there's so much great footage out there, but a lot of it's really poor quality. Um, but, I mean, I've got two hard disk drives which are just full of footage of Michael Jackson from all different scenarios and situations. I'm even on eBay at the moment trying to buy DVDs of... Uh, like fan bootleg interviews and footage from him on tour and stuff like that. So yeah, just becoming like a real resource and having all those rare finds and really high quality content, that's kind of what we want to continue doing. Um, but I would love to see a lot of his videos and his performances to be made into 4K and HD quality because some of it's like really bad quality. And yeah, I agree. I would love to see them all in like great quality, except for like some of them. I feel like, like for example, Billie Jean, I feel like the graininess of it or like the 80s-ness of it. Right, it makes it like Billie Jean that we kind of know and love. But like Rock With You or something, I would love to see. Do you know what? Someone's done that recently. Oh, really? They're called MJ4K. It's a YouTube channel. And oh. I've, I've downloaded, I will be using, and that's why I'm mentioning them. I will be using it in my video. They've done that uh, in 4K. It looks amazing. Like it doesn't look overly oh. processed. Uh, but yeah, definitely check them out. They're called MJ4K. Um, Okay, and, I'm gonna have to go on YouTube right after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have like, um, if they'll have like a little segment and then they'll um, have like a link that you can download the full video. Um, the only thing with that is that I feel like the sound is a bit off with it when they do the 4K. But obviously with my videos, that doesn't matter so much because, you know, I can't put their music up on my videos anyway, so. Right, right. <laughs> So the next segment that we have is called, What Would Michael Say? So we have a statement here, we have a dilemma here. Yes. In which we are going to answer like we were Michael Jackson and to kind of channel him and discuss what he would uh, advise as well as what he would do in that situation. So the dilemma that we have here is, I'm usually really close to my brother, but since he got a new girlfriend, he has changed the fit in with her lifestyle and what he thinks she wants him to be. He spends all his free time with her and has taken up hobbies only because she likes them. He even dresses differently. But what should I do to address this with him? So, what's your thoughts? Wow. Okay. Uh, do you want you want to tackle it or should I? No, you can go first. Okay. 
So the first thing is, um, this is a very complicated situation, it sounds like. Um, mm. I would want to know, like, is his brother now not doing activities with him anymore? Or is it just, like, does it affect their actually brotherly relationship? Because I feel like, to be honest, what Michael Jackson would do, <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, Michael Jackson, we kind of know he's not really a confrontational guy. No. I think he would probably... I don't think he would address it, necessarily. Right? I think he'd yeah. be like, okay, I'll let my brother figure that out. I'm going to take a step back. Whether when he wants to come back, I'll be here or not, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, pun intended, Michael Jackson would leave it alone. <laughs> yeah and i can also like imagine like because i guess i guess if you're thinking about this as like a jackson brother and he was in this situation where like because like all his brothers got married very like you know very young and they had their kind of taken away from the household and stuff yeah so, definitely <laughs> so i so i can imagine that he would kind of um, there would be a lot of like Chinese whispers in the household and they would all complain about it but like no one would actually say anything like right I think Michael would probably be like sad about it I'm going okay I'm going based off of what I saw in the American Dream Jackson's miniseries uh, yeah yeah <laughs> which, I can imagine which I feel is accurate because it was like a Jackson's production but Michael was sad then but he didn't necessarily say, any, say anything like like you mentioned so yeah but what would, he, what would his advice be if he was given, like, if someone said, I have this problem? I, 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 it's interesting, because you don't hear Michael Jackson give much advice. Right. Um, and I think, I think, honestly, probably because he would never actually tell us, well, just leave your brother alone and let him come back to you. I think yeah. he would probably say to, to just voice his concerns and yeah. then let the brother figure it out for himself. But I just can't see Michael Jackson following that advice himself. So I don't know how, if I, how I take that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you have an opinion like that. Because I'm like kind of the same and I didn't know whether you'd be like, no, he would be like, you know, say it with love. Like, you know, make sure that you're, you're communicating with each other. And like, you know, I think he would give that advice, but I don't know whether he would actually do it. Yeah, no, I don't think he would. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know what, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll just say, like, honestly, I'm kind of that kind of person, too. Like, I know that you can't, a leopard never changes its spots. You can drag a horse to water, mm. but you can't make them drink. Like, I would probably be that same kind of person that's like, all right, I'll let him figure it out, and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, like, give, give him some time. And also, people change, especially with, like, new partners and stuff. Like, I feel like anyone who's in a new relationship, they're going to, like... You know, especially if you're used to that person being single, having a lot of time for you, like, they're, I don't know, a certain dynamic that you have in your relationship or your friendship with this person, like, to allow them to grow and change and not expect them to be exactly the same. Yeah, people, like you said, people do grow and they change, so it's part of life. And it, and it could be good things. Maybe he dressed really badly, or maybe his hobbies were really rubbish and she's... Yeah. Got great hobbies, you know. Maybe she's elevated him to a different level. You never know. Right, I'm excited for this next one. Okay. So now it's <laughs> now it's the Desert Island Disc Quick Fire Round. Um, okay, right. First two questions. Uh, first two songs are um, "Shake Your Body Down to the Ground" or "Earth Song." What's your fave? Uh, "Shake Your Body Down to the Ground." 
for me. Yeah, it's probably for me as well. Um, right, next one is uh, Walk Right Now from Triumph or Liberian Girl. Oh, I gotta go with Liberian Girl. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Walk Right Now. I really, I love that album. Like, I feel like that's kind of like a really, um, like, uh, under, what's the word? Underrated or... No. Un yes, underrated album. Like it was just after Off the Wall. Like I feel like it's, it's very similar to Off the Wall as well. I just love that. I love it too. Yeah. Um, okay, Escape or Another Part of Me. Oh, Another Part of Me for sure. I love how hype it is. Yeah. It, how what? How hype it is. Like I don't know how exciting it is. Yeah, I mean, do you really like many of the? The newer albums, you know, after his, <clears throat> after his death. Um, I'll. I mean, honestly, I don't really listen to them as much as I listen to the to the albums, the other albums. Um, I do like certain songs, like I love Chicago and I love Love Never Felt mm. So Good, the version with Michael Only. But yeah, I don't really turn. Them Please on. take Justin out that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was a big InSync fan, but not a fan of the <laughs> the duet. Yeah. Well, like, I really, I think that's, a, like, such a jewel, like, that song, but I knew it years ago, and I knew it because it was on YouTube, like, when he died, oh. so I used to listen to it all the time then, but I like the original version, like, they, they overproduce stuff so much that I'm just, like, it feels like you're listening to, like, a ghost of a record, or, like, they're trying to string, like, certain verses together and it doesn't quite work so it's always a little bit painful to try and listen to it <laughs> yeah i think they try to make it like for these times but in doing yeah. that they make it sound almost like dated whereas michael jackson's stuff that he worked on sounds timeless i don't know how that happens but it almost sounds like you know billy jean to me sounds timeless even though it was made in yeah. the 80s whereas love never felt so good I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> you know, whenever I'm looking for uh, non, you know, royalty-free music to put on my videos, you know, if I just put in 80s dance track, it never sounds like Michael Jackson. It sounds like a typical 80s dance track, like, you know, or, or, or pop, you know, 80s pop. Like, you just... So I feel like his, yeah, his music's so, like, iconic and so, like, timeless in itself that when you're trying to make it sound current, it just kind of dates it. Like, yeah. I'm sure in a few years' time, that version of uh, Love Never Felt So Good is going to look really... It's just going to be like, oh, that's so 2014. You know, right. that's a yeah, 2014 exactly. production. <laughs> right. Next one is She's Out of My Life or Say, Say, Say. Um, I'm going to have to go with Say, Say, Say. Same. Okay. Okay, this is a harder one for me. So it's just good friends or can you feel it? Oh my gosh. I'm gonna go with can you feel it? Okay. Thank uh you. oh uh probably you know what, just good friends. I really, really like that song. And I really don't like that in the documentary they just said like they talked about every single song on Bad Twenty Five and then they just brushed over it saying that was rubbish. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I really <laughs> like that song. I mean, it's a nice song. It's, you know, I, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, I think we need more information. I would have loved to hear from Stevie about this song and maybe it would change a lot of our minds. 
I think they're really good together. Like, I really like that Get It song that he did with Stevie Wonder. I don't, I can't remember what album it was on, but that's a really great. I just love how like punchy it is. You know, it's like really kind of like slick and like crisp. Uh, but I love Can You Feel It as well. So that's a really hard one for me. Um, and I'm sure that will be quite controversial for some people. <laughs> right. So next one is A Place With No Name or Beat It. I mean, oh. Okay, so anybody that watches my channel knows that Beat It is my least favorite Michael Jackson song. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, so I don't even know. I don't even remember what the other one you just said is, but I'm having to go with that. <laughs> Beat It is not going to be my choice. <laughs> a Place With No Name. Okay, A Place With No Name. Sorry. No, I, I yeah, mine's probably Beat It, but I, I know what you mean. Like, there's certain songs, like, my worst Michael Jackson song that, like, is typical Michael Jackson is Black or White. Oh. Like, I just, I just don't really like it. Like, I just think it's too, I, I, I just feel like it's too, um, like, mainstream pop, like, trying to be, I don't yeah. know. I no, just never really clicked with that. I get it. It can, I guess it can, I mean, I like the song, but similar to, like, the reason why I don't like Beat It, I just feel like it's, like, a typical rock song, and I'm like, oh, I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think Beat It is definitely a song that I loved when I was a kid. But it's not something that I would like listen to now. Right. It, and and it's weird as a fan that like your taste change as you get older. Like I was not into any of the ballads when I was a kid. I was just like the way you make me feel and like you know, don't, don't stop till you get enough. Like I'm <laughs> into all those. Right. Okay. So now we're on to number seven. Okay. Um, okay. So it's um, twenty three hundred Jackson Street or Rock with You. Oh my gosh, that's really hard. I, really? Yeah, I mean, okay, because I have a sentiment. I'm, I love the Jackson family, and I just love yeah. that song. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> 2300 Jackson Street. I'll just say it. Okay. It's a good song. Like, definitely underrated. Yeah. Uh, but mine's definitely Rock Review. I mean, I love that song. I just, yeah. And I love my video that I did about it. Like, um... Yeah, I, I just, I find it fascinating. Okay, next one is uh, PYT, or Gone Too Soon. Oh, well, I'm going to have to go with PYT, just because I love Michael Jackson's slow songs, but that's not, I wouldn't put that as one of my top favorites, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. No, I, I'm PYT, definitely. Okay. Okay, uh, Leave Me Alone or You Can't Win, or You Can't Win. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I like yeah. Leave Me Alone more. Yeah, same. Right, and the last one, number 10, is uh, Wanna Be Starting Something or The Love You Save? Oh. I think I like The Love You Save more. Yeah. And I think I'm... Oh, that's really difficult, actually. That was a hard one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say want to be starting something. Because okay. I, I remember I used to be obsessed with that so much. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm just into all the dancey ones, pretty much. But there's some ballads that I'm, like, obsessed with as well. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> Depends on the day. 
Yeah, no, yeah, definitely your mood. And at the moment, I mean, I put up a question um, and I said, like, what song most represents your mood at the moment? Like, Michael Jackson's song. And mm-hmm. I said, I've gone from Is It Scary to Tabloid Junkie to now Scream, so where's everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> and I had so many, like, really good ones, like Keep the Faith and Heal the World and, like, um, you know, I think enough ones, like, yeah, they don't really care about us and... We've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had enough is just such a hidden gem. I love that song. That oh my god. Okay, I'm like literally obsessed with the song. Like I was listening to it yesterday, like cooking, and I just, I, I definitely think like the, uh, the estate has to do a kind of uh, compilation of all his like really socially conscious songs. I feel like that are like so relevant today as well. Yeah. Like I feel like that's definitely the, something that should be in the works at least. I would Um, love that. And then have them, like, do, um, like, a charitable donation of, like, 50% of the proceeds or whatever. Probably not 50%, but whatever. (laughs) 25%. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I would love that. Yeah. Well, because, you know, they did, like, the kind of spooky ones, which is, like, some of the songs weren't that spooky. So... But he obviously has so many kind of socially conscious songs that, like, it would make sense just to do a compilation of that. Well, that's it from us. Uh, Thank you for listening to our first episode of Michael Jackson Unspun. Please make sure to tune in for our next episode where we're going to be deep diving into Michael Jackson's fandom, Uh, his fans, his fanatics, us as YouTubers, we have a bit of an experience of that and really understand how he was able to create this enduring, really fanatical fan base. Um, So that should be a really interesting topic for us to discuss. But until next time, it's bye for now. Thank you so much. See you next time.